Hello and welcome again on board to the USS Ensign and to Riser and Shine, your unofficial Star Trek podcast about the 2001 to 2005 series Enterprise. I'm your host Jason, and joining me as always on the bridge is my number one, Michaela. Hello. Now, if you'd like to know a little bit more about us and our history with Star Trek, we invite you to go back and check out episode zero because we are not hardcore trekkies but we are star trek fans so i'm sure you're going to find some mistakes or some things like eh, how come you don't know what it's called mm-hmm. yes there's going to be haters we are not hardcore trekkies but we are fans and um that's why we created this podcast because we love star trek and we had never seen enterprise past the third episode yeah. which makes this episode an achievement it already is. Yes, yes exactly we made it to the fourth episode so please join us now take your stations as we discuss season one episode four of enterprise strange new world Okay, so this week um, we catch up with Enterprise as they discover um, what seems to be, by all accounts, uh, an ex- unexplored Eden. It's like yeah. this beautiful planet. There's um, no life signs, which is always a good sign. And well, um, is it? <laughs> well, yeah, normally it's a good thing because you just never know, right? When there's life signs, you're like, hmm, we're not too sure. When you go down there, it's usually a bad sign for the crew. But at the same time, when they haven't had life signs... I always yeah, turn I up always, to be some carnival's plants or Well, something. yeah, it has to be some drama because it's a show. But it's always yeah. going to be an issue when there's life science down there. Yeah. Unless, of course, it's Riser, <laughs> yes. which is just awesome. And we're on our way to Riser, by the way, actually. We're traveling at Warp 2 at the moment. Um, but, yeah, this planet is gifted with beautiful vistas. There's rivers, mountains. Mountains, there's snow forests and wildflowers it just looks absolutely perfect and of course archer and the crew can't wait to get down there and of course the pearl's like no we should scan it and search and (laughs) take your time and do some probes the voice of conscience the voice of reason and logic of course yes and who can blame her right how many times have we seen stuff they just go down there without a proper scan yeah and they die um so she's like no we should you know hold back a little bit take our time before we go and of course, they're like, well, how long is that going to take? And she's like, a week. And they're like, yeah. screw that. We're going, we're going down there. So, of course, they go down there. Um, so, who goes? So, it's Archer, Trip, Mayweather, T'Pol. And we have two new unfamiliar faces. Um, Cutler and Novakovic. Nova- yeah, yeah Novakovic. And we call them, as Star Trek fans, red shirts, basically. Yeah. Who, um, yeah, they're unfamiliar faces, so you know someone is someone going to die. is something's going to happen to one of those two, yeah, for sure. Someone, um, yeah, because they don't fit. They don't <laughs> fit in the group. usual. We're not thing. seeing them really have lines before, yeah. so it's not looking good for them. And and as um, well because mine's with the Eddie Murphy skit um, about Star Trek. Ugh. Yeah, like he said, he doesn't ever want to be. Yeah, like, if he sees Some Spock random. and Kirk and Bones yeah. going down, <laughs> he joins. And he says, and Kirk says, "Come on, you join us." He's like, "Oh hell no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when the when the series like the, the episode starts with a one of these people. Yeah, she started with these kind of yeah. new faces, so you knew you knew they you got your screen time. Yeah. You got your that's it. Actors Prepare Guild credit. You're sort of <laughs> 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 your next job ready because you're not going to make it, or maybe not. We'll have to see well, the episode. They got paid. Um, but the best news was that Porthos. Yes, he joined the crew. He came down. That was so cool. Oh. He got his. And it was so sweet. He, he came ran. out and he just ran 3,000 miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> so then he got bees or squirrel. Open. Squirrel. He just was gone, wasn't he? 
<laughs> he was off, so um, that was cool. So we have a great setup. So everyone's gone down to, and it is a beautiful planet when they get down there. It just looks yeah. amazing. Um, I wonder where they shot that. Yeah, I'm not too like sure. Canada, um, probably somewhere in LA, somewhere in the yeah. field, somewhere. Um, but yeah, it looks really, really beautiful. And the landing party go off, and they begin to pursue on their own all the specialties that the planet has to offer, enjoying a day of exploration and um, research. Um, and then, yep, so I think Topal, Cutler and Novakovic, they kind of go off on their way and trip uh, Archer and Mayweather. They kind of go off and do their thing as well with Porthos. Yeah. And they all go off, off, off um, exploring. And towards the end of the day, Topal would think it's a good idea that Cutler and Novakovic, they stay and continue to research yeah. the planet. Maybe if there's any species they might find any yeah. animals they can some take some life, take yeah. some notes and maybe some samples if possible and just get a better idea of the planet i mean that's what they're there to do right to, mm. to explore and um tucker just invites himself to stay as well he yeah mayweather was not kind of too keen to stay <laughs> he's like, black dudes black man boy um yeah not he was like <laughs> not sure yeah he was not too sure but tucker eventually was like yeah we are, um, we're going to stay. You know, I think he says, like, when's the last time you slept under the stars or something like that? So he mm. appeals to his um, human emotions and convinces him to stay. So they all stay. And um, there's a nice little scene where I think the next shot is that they're kind of around the campfire, they're pitching their tents. Mm. So it's very much um ghost story setup, classic ghost story setup. And I think Mayweather gets into it because at that point he's telling a ghost story around the campfire. Um, about some previous mission that they had. And it's actually the first time we get to see him doing anything. You're right. This is the first TV, episode right? that he's kind of involved and yeah. um, it's kind of a key plot point in the story, um, Mayweather. So, yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, this is the first time he's actually got some decent lines. Yeah. A little bit more, tiny bit more about his backstory and a, definitely a bit more about his personality. Mm. I think you get to see a little bit more about that. So, um, yeah, he starts telling this story around the campfire and um, it's a nice little bit where T'Pol, her logic comes in when she comes... Because I think in that story, he talks about um, a, beacon. a beacon from a ship yeah. that's been travelling for, I don't know, 65 years or something like that. And um, T'Pol kind of cuts the mood by saying, you know, it's illogical that a beacon would last for 65 years. Yeah, 63. And Trip is like, yeah. guess there's no ghost stories on Vulcan. Or something yeah. like that. So, like, again, they're kind of leaning on the Differences, different ideals yeah. and the different sort of cultures of the Vulcan and um, humans. And I guess because it's set so early in the Trek canon, we're going to get a lot of this because you have to assume that this is the first time that they've kind of been together in this way, um, at least mm. in terms of exploration. So yeah, he tells his story and then this storm, this kind of wind comes from nowhere and starts kind of picking things up and starts forcing them to go inside their tents yeah. to hide in their tents because this storm's getting pretty pretty um, pretty harsh and there's a scene where um, I think Trip finds some sort of scorpion kind of creature crawling around in his tent yeah. and he wants to <laughs> smash it Walking, with maybe yeah. with his boot and then Mayweather was like you know can we do that and that was a good question actually because yeah. you know they're it not meant to be, be some... hostile towards life forms and yeah. first directive I guess I'm not sure if it's um, at this point but he's like and I don't think we should be doing this and he's like Trip, Trip is like I'm going to kill this thing I don't care <laughs> but eventually the storm gets you know way too much for them and they have to retreat to um, a cavern or a cave that they find off 
in the distance. Um, so they go off to this cave, and um, it's obviously it's going to be a better place for them to stay to wait out the storm. Um, but I think it's at that point they realise that they've forgotten the food packs, which was back at their original camping spot. So Mayweather goes back mm. to get the food packs, and um, while he's there, he sees three mysterious figures kind yeah. of walking in walking. the distance. Which freaks him out because obviously there was no life signs yeah. when they scanned the planet exactly. completely. So he thinks maybe. So he's like, "Whoa, the yeah, there's colleagues. something going on here." Um, and so he he breezes back. I don't even think he took the food. I think he just like ran Usain Bolt's back yeah. to the cave, and he starts <laughs> telling him that, "Oh, I saw three people out there." Yeah. Um, and Tapal was like, "No, that can't be because there are no. There's no." Signs, life yeah. forms, there's no life signs, there's, there's nothing here. Um, I think you imagined it basically, and um, this is where I think the, the, the plot kind of turns, I think, into the act two because Novakovic he was always a little bit tetchy from the beginning and he wasn't too comfortable being there, a bit like Mayweather, but he was a bit more extreme than the others. And he kind of starts hearing voices and he really freaks out and he runs. Like he's not waiting around to be that, attacked. He runs out the cave. But, but then later we find out why. Yeah. Well, yeah. So he runs out the cave because he's like, I'm not going to wait here to be yeah. to be killed, and you guys can wait here. So yeah. at this point, there's no life signs, no life forms detected on the scanners by Tapal, and yet Mayweather has seen three mysterious figures, and Novakovic has been hearing voices. Yeah. within the cave and I assume it outside as well originally before they mm. went inside so yeah when they were camping inside at the moment it's looking like wait there's something going on here and um, the only one who doesn't seem to think there is anything going on here is Cutler and Tapal at the moment mm. um, so Novakovic he, he runs out um, runs back and out the cave well. and yeah Trip well not at that point he's still yeah, in the cave is, yeah. Um, he's just heard what Mayweather said. I think he kind of believes what he said, but he's not too sure. But they both of them go running after Novakovic yeah. anyway because it's dangerous to be outside, right? Yeah. And it's when they're outside looking for him that Trip sees yeah. the rock aliens yeah. from some rock cliff. They kind of appear from some rock See, cliff yeah. face. And that's when he's like, oh, snap. Trip was right. Novakovic was right. And they, 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 they don't find him. They back. leave yeah. him. Every man for himself. They run back to the cave. <laughs> And they tell Tapal, actually, hang on, no, no, but wait, before that, before they get back, she, Tapal goes exploring in the cave with the scanners yeah. because she's thinking, what are these guys talking about? There's nothing here. Yeah. And Cutler, she follows her and sees her talking to some of these aliens, or that's what she thinks she sees happening. Yeah. So when Trip and Mayweather return, she snitches, remember? Yeah. She snitches them and says, hey, I saw her talking to these aliens. I think your guys are right. There's something going on here. And that's when Trip starts to freak out. Yeah, he starts to freak out and starts, I guess, putting things together in his head. Yeah. And added on top of that, he's already got that bias about yeah. Vulcans. Okay. He compound all that together and he had this stew of racial fear and irrational sort of um, thinking that something is happening here. And he believes that Topol is involved. Because according to him, it was her idea to stay. It was her idea to go to the caves. And now all of a sudden, we're seeing and hearing things, but you're not. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it doesn't look good. Um, I think 
trip was good in this episode. Yeah, you you can see like the the real switch from rational to irrational in like in this episode in his behavior. Yeah, um, and so we've had what three episodes now where they've laid the foundation of us and them in regards to humans and the but other the always, Vulcan social because you know when you're inside the ship it's always controlled because you're in, in a safe environment so you're uh, even if you're obviously human your emotions are you're able to control them right yeah but also um, you have that sort of rank file yeah. of um, being in Starfleet right and yeah. being part of the, the mission and the crew so there's that decorum level that yeah keep it's still got, it's, there's that subtle sort of um poking between yeah. them and sort of um conflict and battle of wills but yeah it's definitely it's control, kept yeah. under, under control yeah. um but yeah they're kind of but reading now, between the lines but yeah now, now the on the surface yeah. it becomes a bit more raw and um a bit more close to the bone because mm. yeah it bubbles up and i guess it's revealing trips in a um bias yeah yeah yeah, and then he's got this um, conspiracy to lean on mm. in some way. I guess a subterfuge of what he really feels, which is distrust of the Vulcan. The Vulcan. Yeah. yeah, and I guess the fear of the Vulcan, which is being added with this mysterious rock thing that he's seen, and and the voices that Novakovich and what Cutler's told him as well. So everyone seems to be against Depot at this point, and she doesn't seem to be so um, affected with her sort of logic she seems to be calm but she's definitely getting worried because there's an escalating fear and problem going here and the tension is definitely rising yeah and she kind of sees what's going on um so at this point yeah the winds are getting worse um archer back on the enterprise is unable to land a shuttle pod i think so he tells the crew that they have to wait it out until things clear up um and i think at that point Hoshi Sato, she picks up Novakovic's biosignature mm. on the planet and she can hear him sort of being in distress. Quivering yeah. And, yeah, he's sort of carrying Scared, pain yeah. and fear and he's kind of mumbling and um all really distraught, isn't he? Right? He's kind of um distraught and rocking and sort of shaking in fear. Mm. And I think Archer decides, yeah, we've got to beam him up. So Reed locks onto him and tries to beam him up, but then we get into a a two Vic situation mm. because his biomolecular structure gets mixed with some of the flora and the rocks of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> he lands back on the transported deck as a sort of budget yeah. cosplay swamp <laughs> thing. He's got sticks coming out, it looks straws, twigs, yeah. twigs and leaves, and rocks in his face, and he just looks a complete mess. Yeah. Um, half man, half tree. Yeah, so they're still trying to figure out the uh. The transporter technology at this moment, yeah. which they've um, been... I guess it's not as strong as later on in other... It's all still new, right? So yeah. they've established from the first couple of episodes that it's yeah, new technology, new, yeah. yeah. So they still haven't quite figured it out. So Reed's kind of fucked that up. So he's yeah. kind of brought him back as this kind of monstrosity of man and plant. And I think it's the first time we see Dr. Flox, our friend. He's in sickbay and um, he's been uh, examining and studying poor Novakovic, the human cactus and he deduces that what's going on is that they're not seeing these rock people or hearing voices it's actually there's a pollen mm. that's come from the mountains or the surrounding wildflowers wild flowers of the planet yeah 
and the winds have picked it up and obviously the pollen count has kind of dispersed into the air yeah. and they've been breathing this in and it's been um, affecting them yeah. hallucinating basically so it's a, a psychotropic compound basically. yeah and philipsapine I think it's called or something like that he said and in, in fact in earlier on when they first landed in, on the planet uh, we did see Novakovic um, smelling some flowers you know it was Oh, yes. yeah, so maybe that could be an issue. Yeah, that could be. And then, so once that has been deduced as the cause of um, their hallucinations, I was interested because then I was thinking, oh, that's odd because it seems that Tapal is the least affected, if at all, than the others. But then they explain that once it's figured out that what is happening is this pollen, this, this hallucinogenic is causing the issue, um, they remind us that being a Vulcan, she has a different genetic makeup. So it is affecting her, but a lot less than the yeah. others. Yeah. We do see her at some point. She's sweating a little bit, right? Yeah. And, she's, and also she raised her voice. She did kind of crack yeah. a little bit. But to be fair to her, Trip was really pissing her off. Right? No, exactly. Yeah. But, you know. Because she can kind of see what was going on. I think she kind of understood that. Something is happening here. She couldn't figure yeah. it out. But then when it came through th- from Archer and Flocks that there's a pollen yeah. psychotropic compound in the blood, in the air, that's um, causing this thing, then she could see what was happening. Um, but unfortunately, Trip was leaning even more into this yeah, psychosis. Yeah, he was yeah. getting more and more agitated by it. And I think he was feeling that this was part of the plan <laughs> of what was happening. Um, with um, Topol, and he was kind of going full maturing candidate, right? He was really yeah, right. lost in lost. the fog of conspiracies, and he really wanted to take her out, basically. Um, and Archer was trying to appeal to him to talk, kind of talk him off the ledge yeah. by saying, oh, do you remember that time we were training and um, your pack, your back pack froze up or something like that? Yeah, Omega mission. To a, um, a sort of a, was it a carbon... Narcosis or something, or nitrogen narcosis yeah, or something, something like, like that. Like that. Yeah. And um, I told you you had to take your helmet off or put it on or something like that, and you didn't listen to me or something. It's, he was trying to, you know, it's, you know, it was like that. And he was like, no, yeah. no, no, it's all conspiracy. It's all part of a plan. And then I think he realised that the only way we're going to get this full to you... understand is if we play into his fantasy. Yeah. And um, what he does is then um, he says, okay, you got me. This is all part of an elaborate mission. Yeah. And DePaul is involved. We've been down to this planet to meet up with an alien life form. Yeah. And he starts to buy into it, but then he was like, but how comes I didn't know? And I think Archer says something, you know, it's above your Latin pay grade or something like that. You weren't meant to know. Yeah. This is just a secret mission between the Vulcans and the High Command. And I'm sorry I kind of kept you out of it, but yes, DePaul's involved. Chill out, dude. Relax. Put the phaser down. Have some Earl Grey. Yeah. It, it's all going to be fine. And I think... While that's happening, Flox has got the antidote ready mm. um, to inoculate those guys. And I think, he, yeah, he beams it down with yeah. Reed down to the planet. And just for a second, his defences break trips. He kind of lowers that pistol for a second. And T'Pol just blasts him with the with the phaser. Luckily, he was on stun. Yeah. <laughs> she blasts him with the phaser. Said, I hope she knows that he's going to be doing stun. Because <laughs> only two settings, settings yeah. on his new phaser, like stun and kill, right? There was yeah. no sort of... Um, phases between them so she blasts him and yeah takes him down and immediately inoculates everybody the crew yeah. with the hyper spray yeah. which is one of our favourite things in Star Trek Psst. 
and a satisfying <laughs> so good. I really want one for this right. Um so I yeah, she, one for Christmas. She, oh please, yeah. Um so yeah, she inoculates everybody and um yeah, the stand down finally relaxes and calms down and yeah, they wait it out and the next day comes and um Archer finally comes to and everybody's kind of cool and he realizes that what happened and what went wrong and um to Paul's like okay no way it's cool we we figured it out in the end and I love the fact um he said did you shoot me and she's like yes I did <laughs> <laughs> I love that um and um yeah that's it and then yeah the next day comes and then the shuttle pod comes down to pick them up and they walk off into another beautiful day on the planet and head back up to the Enterprise um yeah so that was the episode it wasn't too bad I think this was our first cave episode because you know every Star Trek there's some cave that they end up in every single time and you know what's going to happen so this was our first cave episode actually and our first retro episode who by the way Novakovic is fine he doesn't die yeah. He is fine and Cutler's fine. So it wasn't quite a red shirt episode. No one died who wasn't from the f- main cast and crew. But um, they did get messed up. Um, so that was interesting. And Do we see them I don't think we see him again, but I, I think he doesn't die because they would say that he's died. Because when Archer starts talking to the Locks. crew about oh, okay. what's happening, he says that Novakovic is dying. He's dying, but he doesn't say he's dead. He said he's dying. This is a pollen that's causing. Um, okay, the we don't know though. No, I don't think he's dead because you would see that he's dead. They would tell you that he's dead okay. in, in the episode. So I, I don't think he's dead. I think he's fine. Um, well, we'll see next week, but I think he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't say that about this episode. It kind of reminded me of a classic film called The Haunting, um, which was about a bunch of different people like doctors um, scientists uh, a reporter I think or something like that um, who go and stay at a haunted house for a for a night and there's a team of people that are recording their reactions and they kind of start seeing things because I don't think the house is haunted I think the people suggested that it was okay. they wanted to see their reactions but actually it turns out that the place is haunted and they start seeing things and start becoming paranoid and turning on each other it really reminded me of that and a fun little fact or trivia is that haunting movie was directed by Robert Wise, who directed the first Star Trek motion picture with the original OG crew. Okay. So a nice little uh, trivia. Yeah, a little bit of trivia, tangential, of course, but it's yeah, a little bit of a connection there. So yeah, that's what it kind of reminded me of, and a little bit of um, the thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, where um, there's that paranoia going on that one of the people is the the alien from space, but you can't tell who it is. So. Yeah, that was that was cool. So, I liked it for those kind of things. I thought that was quite interesting. Good to see a bit of Trip. He did some good acting. His sweaty sort of Manchurian candidate <laughs> paranoia stuff. Um, Mayweather, we got a little bit more. Yeah, he was. I'm pleased about that. That was that was good. He wasn't just staring blankly at the yeah. helm. That was pretty cool. And Tapal was still probably one of my favorite characters, along with Flox. Um, Reed didn't do much again. And yeah, um, Hoshi didn't do too much. This was, was this wasn't really about those guys. It yeah, was really it wasn't about, about that. Whoever anyway. was on the Enterprise, it wasn't about them. Yeah. It's more about the guys on the surface. So for that, we got an okay cave story. I'd say it's a classic plot. Um, it 
couldn't go anywhere else basically so it was okay um yeah it was fine um favorite line of the show for me this is our new section by the way we've got a favorite line of the show and i love the one uh, towards the end when trip comes around after the all the the madness and it's the next day and he's feeling better and um he kind of regretfully recounts what he'd done and he it reminds him of something that his old i think professor taught him dr velenik i think which is someone that i think he was tripping that he saw in the cave at one point um he says that if you you should challenge your preconceptions or they'll challenge you mm. i really like that that's a very star trek yeah kind of philosophy but that's a great line i thought that's a great line and any lines for you that you thought um yeah when the, they first landed on the planet and they open and the they hatch. open the hatch yeah, yeah and the and portals runs out and the trip says to archer where no dog has gone before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good line. So two for trip. Yeah, two yeah. great lines for, for trip there. Um yeah, they were they were good. So there are lines of the show. And that just leaves the rating. So um on the Rise and Shine here we have our simple rating system here. It goes from one to five pips, or um in terms of rank, you got ensign, which is one pip, lieutenant, two pips, commander, three pips. Captain, four pips, and then for an outstanding episode, you have Admiral, which is five pips. So for episode four, um, Strange New World, what would you give your uh, rating? I feel this is again a, 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 a between two and three. Mm, you got to commit. So I'll give it a three. Three pips. Yeah. It's a commander it a for you, yeah? Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a two. A two pips, Lieutenant. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It's really a two point five. Yeah, we don't. We have but I know. Last time, last I'm I'm feeling generous today. So three three pips. Porthos maybe get again. What's the turning point? Yeah, and also and also for me it was also I, I like episodes when they're not in the ship, like the you know in the Enterprise or whatever they are. I just like episodes that are shot on some planet. Okay. In general, so they get the extra point for that. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm going for two pips. Um. I liked Trip and this one was, yeah, he didn't get my nerves as much as before. Um, he was quite interesting. Um, <laughs> had some good lines. And yeah, he was good, sweaty, conspiracy nut. Pretty sort of by the numbers. But it was fun. It was okay. You know, it was an enjoyable sort of sort of spiral into madness. That was that was pretty interesting. You always know he's going to turn out fine. So that was, that was good. Um, and then again, a little bit of horror with Novakovic beaming back all mixed up and looking like um something that was really good so yeah i kind of like that and this star trek seems to be some bit of uh macabre bit of the macabre in there some of the episodes in the first episode with the suliban that sort of that red yeah. filtered scene that i liked and them crawling along the surfaces i like that and in this one we have the um the, the fly like the fly the movie the fly that by uh, the mixture of different yeah. um yeah, molecules and atoms. I quite like that. So yeah, I'm a horror fan, horror nut. You can probably tell. So yeah, that was that. That's been interesting to me so far. So yeah, they'll get two pips for me for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, not a bad episode. We made it past the three episodes of Enterprise. So it is an achievement. They're in the fourth episode. Yeah. If you include the first episode as a double pilot, episode four, Strange New World. We've we've made it. Yeah. We've congratulations. Done it. <laughs> Never got this far before. So yeah. Um, it's only onwards and upwards from here. We've committed to I completing think it. Kind all. of helps that Netflix allow us to skip the. Yeah, we're watching this on Netflix, the... by the way, so we can skip the theme tune. <laughs> and 
it's easy, nice and easy for us to watch. So to forget that, that good. horrible song. Yeah, um, which we'll, we'll have to do an episode about. We'll just do a top theme, Star Trek theme episodes. That'd yeah. be good. Uh, we'll do that. Yeah. yeah, let us know if you want us to do that because um, we've got some opinions about that in different in different ways. So that could be fun to do. So let us know if you'd like us to do a top Star Trek themes episode. Um, we'll think about doing something like that. Um, so that's it. That's our podcast for today. Thank you again, as always, for listening. We really do appreciate it. We are complete podcast newbies, and I'm sure we're pretty much in this wrong. We're recording this on our phone, basically. Very low-fi, very low-budget. You can hear the AC going, traffic outside, dogs barking. It's very, very low-budget. But um, it's having fun. We're having a lot of fun. This is really, really cool. And, um, yeah, something we obviously going to get better at. And so any feedback you have for us, just please let us know. Any tips you can give us about equipment for recording very simple stuff we've got an idea of what we want to get but we're on the move a lot so we don't at the moment we we don't want you know sort of um blue yeti mics at the moment or suggestions like that where you need to have a table and an arm think more of sort of mobile phone laptop sort of setups there is a road mic one that we saw with two lapel mics but it, I think it was for the Apple, um, so it's, which has got the lightning sort of port, right? So if you guys know of a mobile lapel mic system that would work with Android for USB-C, please do let us know because we'd be interested in doing that and we can improve the quality of the, the audio of the show and the enjoyment for you guys. So, yeah, please let us know if you've got any tips for that. Um, so that's it. Um, next week we'll be discussing Episode 5, Series 1, and I think it's called Unexpected. Unexpected, so looking forward to that. So until then, this is Riser and Shine, your unofficial Star Trek Enterprise podcast with me, Jason, and... Michaela. Great, we'll see you guys next week. Yep, so Helm, I think there's an Ion Storm approaching. I think it looks like, yeah, we better get out of here. Let's make a move. Warp 3, punch it.